Welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are back this evening and it's so amazing to be back, guys. I look forward to this every time. Yes, same. Mondays are fun days for me. And even though many of us are currently sitting in the dark with a candle, maybe you just have some data that's letting you stream this right now or an old radio somewhere that you didn't know you still had, but you... wanted some entertainment. It's still fun to be here despite everything that's happening. Exactly. But the way you said candles are. My goodness, I have candles now. <laughs> like these load shedding segments. Yesterday we had 4 hours of no light. It was from 6 to 10 and we've had this for the past I think 2 or 3 days. I heard it's going to go to level 8. Like- yes. Because I heard about two of the generators somewhere up country or so. something happened to them so stage 6 will be here indefinitely we'll probably stop by in stage 8 that's going to be like what 8 hours a day with no electricity what do you do for 8 hours so right? i've come to this point where whenever the the electricity goes off i sleep mm. but like for 8 hours it, imagine that means you can't sleep at night anymore you exactly <laughs> you must just be awake the whole night and only sleep when it's low shedding clearly wow if you guys want to tell us what you've been doing during low shedding we would love to hear from you you can send us a whatsapp at 0817291657 we'd so love to hear from you even if you may not have the signal for it to deliver now <laughs> oh, on facebook live guys you'll let us know what you do yes guys we have a very interesting fantastic inspirational woman here to be interviewed we have Delia Preston and I'm so excited for the interview you guys should stick around we're going to be live on Facebook our Facebook page being 79 cops council/ 79 Cape pulpit but this show will also be on podcast by Wednesday so you can check it out on www.capepulpit.co.za it's going to be a fun one you guys don't want to miss 180 degrees on I am youth movement yes so anyway. we're currently in the what I did this weekend I didn't do anything this weekend because I was studying, but I believe Michaela had a very fun, fantastic, flowery-filled weekend. Guys, I went to Winchester Hotel. So if you know this hotel, um, it's like it has that vintage but Spanish kind of feel. Okay, so clearly, guys, I went here with my mom, who is here in studio with us today. So I'll let her tell you a bit more about it because she's like. <laughs> signaling me in the background here it's not like that so what was it like for you Delia i think it was more french it had that courtyard but i felt like it had like that spanish atmosphere. kind of look no it's french okay the Clearly. fountain the courtyard um very nice anyway, very nice this place is a beautiful sorry mm, and pictures. yeah they have an outside section that is like literally on the skirts of the uh, of sea point so you get to see that stunning view um ocean view and then they have like the inside like my mom has said with that um what courtyard exactly the courtyard <laughs> kind of feel and then they have the inside thing which is also very stunning layout um so our my personal experience was very tragic <laughs> I'm not going to lie guys it's a beautiful place but um we decided to sit myself and my mom we decided to sit in the courtyard and um as I'm sitting there there's this big fountain we in the sat, middle yeah exactly we sat next to this big fountain Zoe and um we had like this little veranda that was covering us but then um a bird decided to sit <gasps> just above me no and took a dump on my top 
So I was like, wow, what a day. What a, what a way to start this experience, eh? And then um, <clears throat> we decided to like, uh, obviously it came to the point where we had to order food. <laughs> so I'll let you, I'll let my mom explain this part a bit more. Oh wait, and also I ordered a hot chocolate and for some reason there was pips of yes. lemon in my lemon hot chocolate. Pups, yeah. Lemon pips in my hot chocolate. What? <laughs> I don't know if it was for taste. They put a lot of fruit and chocolate. Was, oranges. But was it for aroma? I don't know what it was for. But uh, that's sweet and sour. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the food was amazing. But um, my experience was a bit iffy. I'll let, you, I'll let my mom tell you about hers. So, uh, when you order, uh, whatever you order does not come with the side. The sides are separate and you need to pay for your sides separately. And so I'm looking through the menu and I decide to have cauliflower, steak and cauliflower as a side. Because um, I heard that cauliflower is a, it's a more healthier alternative to rice. And how can you go wrong with cauliflower, guys? <laughs> right? I mean, it's a side. How it's a side. Exactly. Exactly. Healthy side. So I order the cauliflower and then the steak as well. And when the cauliflower comes, to my surprise, it's this huge, I would say, whole cob of cauliflower. And (laughs) it was very... It was very filling, I might add. Guys, I had a piece of it because I ordered a salad. Eating a whole cauliflower. Which was, it was actually very nice. I must say it was very nice. It was, um, uh, uh, it was covered in, in coconut milk and on top was roasted coconut. So it was very nice. But I was shocked when I got the bowl. Oh, mm. please. Let me remind you guys, we were coming to this place on a budget because mm. my best friend told me that, you know, you can spend, you don't have to spend that much for this place because, I mean, you, you get the view and everything and the menu is quite reasonable. So I was like, okay, cool. That, that is what I was told by Michaela. <laughs> no, mom, it's reasonable, it's reasonable. And to my shock, I paid the same price for my side that I would pay for a main meal. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. So, so I was very shocked to, to see the price for a side so, being almost the same price of a steak. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> when they don't put the amount next to the item, you best believe exactly. it is not uh, 10 rand. Because <laughs> they ran out of space on the menu to put to the add price. those numbers. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I reali- realized why uh, the price wasn't next to uh, the sides. But overall, lovely place. Um, yeah, if you, if you love to be out in the sun, you know, if you love to, uh, have lunch, uh, in nice atmosphere, that would be the place to go to. They are quite reasonable. It's just stay away from the sides then. <laughs> <laughs> just get that main and you might as well get another main with the prices. And I mean, they hosted such big, um, um, influences events such as Essence, the makeup brand was hmm. there this weekend and a whole lot of influences were there and it was stunning. The setup was stunning and um, yeah, the, the place is just really beautiful. It's it's really a stunning place if you want to have a big, um, how, how can I say, classy birthday event or any kind of event. 
the setup is stunning and the service i mean the service was amazing yeah. i i never had any problems with any of the waiters they went over and above to help you so honestly it is a stunning place just uh, watch it with them sides guys <laughs> Thank you guys for sharing that. This made me even more committed to actually going to the Winchester one day. Away from the sides, though, I may have some chips in my bag. But I'm going to go Zoe. to the Winchester. Come prepared. Always. Now let's go on into the random tip. But before we do that, we have a man on the line. Mr. Rio, he says Michaela Preston's birthday is this Saturday. Oh, and wow. she's turning 30. <laughs> <laughs> And her mom is in studio, and I am her son. <laughs> so we love to keep it in the family here on One Wow. <laughs> it will only be real. Thank you so much. Guys, I am not turning 30 for anyone out there. <laughs> Just a heads up, myself and Rio, our birthdays are exactly on the same day, and we always have this fight on who was born first. Hmm. And honestly... Well, you 30 years ago. <laughs> Clearly, but I stand firm that I was born before him. Clearly. And um, we look exactly the same. We both look Indian. So, I don't know, some mix up, you know. Our parents have something to tell us. But <laughs> Not that I know. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and thank you, Rio, for letting everybody know that I'm not turning 30. Thank you. <laughs> Just head into the random tip. But that was so funny. Thank you, Rio, or... Michaela's son. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe on 180 degrees. <laughs> Rio, you hear your mother laughing like that on air? <laughs> random tip yeah let's let's do that thank you Zoe (laughs) we have something super fun planned up for you guys it's a really helpful tip that I feel everyone can incorporate into their life eventually yes everyone can incorporate (laughs) sorry you really just uh, uh, caused a whole sense of laughter yeah um Well, the tip today is uh, the seven affirmations, which I believe is really important for you to say when you wake up, you know. And those tips are, I am enough, you know. I believe in my dreams, myself, and all that I am. I love myself for who I am. I create my own happiness. My life is fulfilled with abundance of goodness. My challenges are actually opportunities I am beautiful just the way I am. And I personally believe affirmations are very important to tell yourself each and every day because, I mean, we all get down. We all feel depressed and despondent sometimes. And I've learned that you can't depend on other people to to kind of bring about your happiness. You need to push forward for your own happiness. And affirmations, just like, um, well, I've learned that when you say nice things to to Things like plants and stuff, they grow. Mm. So just imagine if you keep on inspiring yourself with these affirmations, you know, 
the the confidence that you will have out there the ability to achieve these things that um is within you that you just confirming every morning you know gives you that ability to to accomplish more than what you thought you are capable of mm. so i feel like affirmations are really really important what do you guys say i think that that's very true there's so much power in the tongue and yeah. in what we say so it's of the utmost importance that we say nice things to ourselves because the more we hear them the more we start to believe them and the more we start to walk in that actual like the belief we have of ourselves it all starts within us within believing in ourselves and just telling ourselves positive things every day like you said i do that to my plants and i think they're happy <laughs> okay thank you zoe <laughs> zoe um clearly hasn't been saying these things maybe much to herself but definitely to her plants and um i hope that you are inspiring yourself just as much as you're inspiring your plants to to grow zoe yeah <laughs> <laughs> This has been a great helpful tip. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit 729 AM. You're tuned into 729 AM listening to 180 degrees with me Zoe George and Michaela Preston and a special guest we have Miss Mrs. Delia Preston in studio. Yeah. Give it up for Miss Delia. We're so excited to have you here. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for the privilege. I am enjoying myself. Um so it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. The pleasure is honestly all ours. Yeah, I mean, you are married for 23 years with Brian Preston that we had on studio uh, in studio not too long ago. Um a mother of four beautiful kids, guys. Um emphasis on beautiful me. <laughs> Rio, you don't feature here if you are listening. Um a grandchild. <laughs> Guys, I don't know what wavelength <laughs> Zoe's on, but when she comes back, I'll let you know. Um, and then two grandchildren, the pastor of um, Light Ministries that has been running now successfully for three years, and then also a boutique, uh, formal way, a formal way boutique which caters for matriculants and obviously events and things like that. So you are a businesswoman as well, which is amazing because. I mean today's focus is really about business yeah. you know and we would really love to hear what you have to say about it um and then also being in the ministry as the pastor's wife and doing conferences I mean there's a lot to it mm. yeah especially as a woman historically these fields that you're in both being a business owner and a minister were not always open to women unfortunately so to see more women in these fields taking space doing a good job being an inspiration for the next generation that's fantastic yeah. well first and foremost i can just give glory to god it's all because of him you know when i accepted the lord or should i say before i accepted the lord you know i had no purpose mm-hmm. i wasn't a person that was driven um i did not know what i wanted to do with my life i knew that i wanted to do something significant and i would and i want my life to count but i did not know in which direction to go and um yeah was was going from job to job um and just nothing meshed nothing fitted until i accepted the lord jesus christ in my life 
and he's the one that gave me purpose. He's the one that gave me, you know, this business idea. The Bible says you know, that he openeth up his hand and he satisfies the desire of every loving thing. And he says in his word also that if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. And that has been my experience journeying with the Lord. So I accepted him um, in my 20s uh, when my mother passed away. The day of a funeral, I actually um, accepted the Lord because she was a believer and she was praying for me and so on. And um, I'm an only child of a single parent. And um, so the day that she passed away, it was, it was for me, it felt like my life hit rock bottom. And I didn't know where I was going to go to, what I was going to do with my life. My younger son was four days old. And so... Um, I knew that I needed to make a change uh, for my family, for my kids. I wanted them to grow up in the house of the Lord like my mother raised me, you know. And so um, when I accepted the Lord in my life, it was truly an SOS call, you know. And um, so I did not, I was not driven, did not know where I was going to go to. My marriage was on the rocks, mm -hmm. you know. I, I, I'm sure if we did not um, make that call. If we did not answer that call to serve the Lord, um, we would not be together today. And um, so the Lord really blessed us. The Lord has really been journeying with us over this um, 20 years. You know, he saved my marriage. Um, he saved uh, my family. And um, it's it's been him that has been taking care of us. You know, when you come for a uh, from a single parent family and you're the only child, you know, there's no brothers, no sisters, no family that you can lean on uh, that can support you. All you have is God. Um, so he becomes your rock. He becomes your your safe refuge. He becomes your hiding place. And then the Bible says that he gives you the ability to accumulate wealth. So I never realized that, that I had any business acumen or even knew how to start a business, but it's been God and God alone. He taught me, he gave me the idea, you know, and um, so my whole existence, um, I give I give God glory because it's been all him and, mm. and nothing else, no one else. Zoe, the way she said that, I don't know, I don't talk much. I mean, where does that <laughs> leave us now, Zoe? I guess. <laughs> I've never stopped talking. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that was, that was amazing to just mm. hear how Jesus is quite literally the center of your oh, life. Yeah. The, he's holding everything up. And I guess this is also answered the question of what inspired you to start a business. You were literally just following in his footsteps, following what he had, the plan he had for your life, which is mm. something I pray all of us in this life get to mm. do to not stray far from the path that God has or to stray at all, to stay on the straight and narrow. But I would like to ask you a question about biz your business. How long has it been operating for? Um, this year, it's 2015. So it's seven years. Yes. Seven years. It's been successfully running for seven years. Um, it started with one dress. One. Yes. The way it actually started was uh, Michaela went to um, New York uh, in her matric year. She nice. had the privilege to go with her best friend's family. 
So they went on holiday and she went along. And um, we were looking for matric ball dresses uh, here in Cape Town. And we went to several stores and there wasn't much um, options. There wasn't much options. And uh, either the dresses were very expensive or it was um, not trendy. Yeah. And so she decided that she was going to look for a dress in the US. And when she came back, when she came back, um, she brought this ball gown <laughs> of a dress. I said to her, Michaela, is your partner going to fit in the car? This I dress want to be was beautiful. guys. <laughs> but it was beautiful. And, um, so we, after her matric, uh, the pictures were, were circulating of a, of a matric ball with her in the dress and a person that knew a friend of ours, um, she saw Michaela's dress and she asked, um, can we please rent this dress to her because she was going to a, a function. And so she rented the dress from us and then it just made me realize, you know what? What if I had more of these dresses? What yeah. if I had more a variety of, of these dresses? And that's how we started literally one dress at a time, wow. you know. Uh, so we order from overseas. Uh, we import our dresses. And um, we've moved on to a bridal collection as oh, well. Wow. Mm. Wedding bells, Michaela. Uh, Zoe, <laughs> if you want to get married. Yes, of course. And <laughs> it's it's been amazing. I mean, we get clients from all over South Africa. Honestly, we've we've uh, courier dresses to um, Johannesburg. We have had clients that have flown. Um, to come and get a dress from us. A uh, 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 mom and a daughter came last year from Port Elizabeth. Wow. They flew and they, they just wanted to come to Kay's formal wear. And um, so it's really been huge. We've had people from all over. I mean, places I've never heard, like Achenay. Hmm? And, yeah. Yeah. And um, so the Lord has really surprised us, surprised us in, in this regard. But it was, it was based on a declaration. We always said that Lord, we, we knew from um, a couple of years ago that the Lord would, it was our desire to always go full time into the ministry. We love the ministry. And so we always uh, um, purposed in our heart that should we go into the ministry, that we do not want to be a burden for our church that God would um, open up avenues, that he would open up avenues of revenue, that he would do something. I always say, Lord, rivers in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And so um, this was an answer to prayer. Uh, when my husband was in his um, first year of Bible school, uh, 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 they had a prophet that came to speak, and she said, I see a dual anointing upon your life. I see you called to business and to the ministry. And he was like, business, because we never, we never, our thought was never business, you know. And she prophesied that morning over him. And that very same year was the year that she went to the U.S., brought back the dress. The business idea came. And so God has been faithful. And this has really been an avenue for of revenue for us with regards to the ministry. Mm. Um, so the Lord has really helped us in able to uh, financially support ourselves and even the ministry where we give back, mm. you know. 
And so, yeah, God is faithful. You can ask Him for anything, anything. He comes through always. Yeah, Zoe, once again, she has just spoken half of our questions gone. But another question that I had for you was, then how do you juggle the ministry? Like being the pastor's wife, I know you have your own um, uh uh, things that is required for you, uh, required from you as a pastor's wife, and then also your business life. How do you juggle that? It's not easy. It, it is difficult. Um, but again, again, God is so faithful that I run a business which is not extremely demanding. Mm. Um, most of the time it runs in... Um, uh, what's the word? Seasons, mm-hmm. you know, because our biggest clients are matriculants and they are set times when they have matric balls. So, so we are not constantly busy, which is great because then I'm able to juggle the ministry and, um, the business, you know. Um, also the Lord has a, again a prayer. We, we've asked God, uh, for divine connections, for ministry partners, for destiny helpers. And so God has sent in, um, in light ministries. He sent people to come and help, you know, carry the load to come and help and serve in the ministry. And so we have a, a great team of people that are there, you know, Sunday when we got to church, everything was already sort of packed out. And so we can give God glory. It's not just, you know, um, myself and my husband, but we, we do have a team that assists, that helps, and that we are very grateful for having um, uh, be a part of the ministry. Uh, you've spoken a lot about all the good things that come from this business, how it's seasonal and how you have people who help you in the church. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm curious, especially for someone who's listening and may want to follow in the footsteps of being a pastor's wife and a business owner, but are there any challenges you face in these fields that are peculiar to them? In anything, there'll be challenges. Whatever mm. you want to do in your in life, there will be challenges. And so, um, yeah, they are. But again, um, because we we are. We love prayer. We love intercession. Mm. You know, we take everything to the Lord in prayer. Um, and he always directs us. He always, he'll show you a way out. He'll show you how to handle certain things if you listen and you obey his voice. And so, yes, there are challenges, um, in business, uh, and in ministry. Sometimes it gets tough. Sometimes you feel weary. Um, but again, <laughs> If you start your day with the Lord, if you command mm. your day, you know, God is able to um, show you where the loopholes are. The, the, the psalmist says he makes your way straight. He smoothens the rough paths. And so um, we take it to the Lord in prayer and he turns situations around. You know, if you stay in peace, I always say the Lord is my medication. He is my daily fix. You know, I run to him um, before I even get out of bed. I have my uh, um, pattern or I don't want to say ritual. Ritual sounds so... Morning routine? Morning routine where be- before I get out of bed, I put on my worship music 
and I worship and I, and I speak to the Lord and that just, um, sets the day, you know, where you just feel his nearness, you feel his direction. Another psalmist, a psalm says that he appoints your footsteps, he directs your path, he shows you the path of life. Uh, uh David said in Psalm 23, um, you know, he shows us the path of life. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And so we can depend on God. We can lean mm-hmm. on him. We can uh, uh, rest in him. We can hide in him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you see, Zoe, I sometimes just ask my mom certain, certain questions and I want like straight answers. And I'm like, no, um, this Not is a, a pastor. You know, these <laughs> are not the, giving you any straight answers. Clearly, <laughs> these are the challenges you will face. You will come against this, this and that. But no, my mom always <laughs> gives me a scripture and I still feel like I don't have an answer to this <laughs> situation. But, um, for anyone that's listening, you know, um, it just shows that, uh, God is the center of your life and, and you do nothing or you don't take a step without his direction. And that is so powerful because we find ourselves um, always challenging God or, or being angry with God because, you know, things are not going right. But if you actually took that step with God's okay or that with God's say so, mm. you know, um, the challenges that you do face is not your challenges anymore. Yeah. You know, so um, it, it is really powerful, even though we would love straight answers. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's such a such a blessing. Zoe, do you have any more questions? Um, I'm so tickled with that answer because it's it actually blew my mind. Ordinarily, people are like, oh, you know, there's some financial challenges, but mm. very few people. Not that they're bad people or not walking in God's life, but very few people come and say, you know, with God on my side, I feel like I don't have any challenges, which is functionally what you said. So that that has actually tickled me pink. That was. Moved me. I know that you have a women's conf- uh, conference that you normally hold seasonally. And just, um, it's called Confident God, God Fident Women, which is such a, uh, awesome way of putting that. Um, and tell us just a little bit about that. So the way God Fident Women came about, um, in 2019, uh, I decided to, I used to work for the Department of Human Settlement. So I, I, we felt, you know, um, that it was time to go full on into ministry. So my husband was already in, in ministry and, um, yeah, my husband was already in ministry. So, so we decided that I was going to join him full time. And, um, it was also through a couple of people that you know, come brought us a word and and told us, you know, now is the time to start the ministry. And so um, when I resigned, it was just before COVID. It was like two months before COVID. And um, I then uh, resigned from my job. So there was no salary. And then obviously you, you guys know during lockdown and a uh, lockdown and that that year, the church was not operating mm. and also the business closed. Mm. So there was no financial assistance whatsoever, you know, and, and I felt like I had made a huge mistake. Like I probably didn't hear correctly from God because why would God allow me uh, to resign and COVID has just happened. And uh, if you work for government, they, even though it was locked down, they got their monthly salary. Mm. 
And I'm like, Lord, why would you do this in this time? You know, but it, many times we need to go through a season so that God can birth something through you. Mm. I, we always say you earn your stripes of anointing through trials, through suffering, you know, through going through a desert period. And so it was that season for me where I felt I had made a huge mistake. I didn't hear God properly. What are we going to do now? And all of this, all of this. And I'm sitting in a car one day and I hear, and I'm talking to God like I usually do. And I said to him, Lord, I've got nothing to give. Like the business is closed. The, I don't have a, a job anymore. I, what do we do? The, 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 the church is closed even. What do I do? You know, um, I've got nothing and I felt so useless. I mm-hmm. felt like I had made such a big mistake and I've done it again, you know, and it was self blaming and all of that. And I heard the voice. I, I, my words literally to God was, I have no confidence in myself. I have nothing, Lord, nothing to give you. But I, today I, with, with open hands, empty hands, I give you me. I give you my nothing. I give you my lowliness. I give you all that I am. I'm getting emotional. And, um, and I said, Lord, my confidence is in you because I don't have confidence in myself. So my confidence, you are my confidence because I don't have anything to offer you, Lord. And immediately God said to me, that is going to be what you are going to birth. Confidence, show the women that their confidence should be in me, not self not self-confidence, but confidence, you know, hiding in me, running to me. The Bible says that he's a strong and mighty tower that we can run to and be safe. And so I hid in him. And that was the birthing of confident woman. And we had our first conference. I won't even speak about the dream that I had because there isn't time. But I, have an, I had an amazing dream and I knew this was God confirming the ministry. So the first confident conference that we had, it was so packed. We had to literally close the gates of the, of the um, facility that we were at, the building we were at, because there was no more place. And it was during COVID. It was during the, not the lockdown, but, you know, um, after the lockdown. But we still, you know, there was social distancing, mask and all of that. And um, this place was packed. We even had, we ran out of chairs. You know, and God really moved that that day and God showed me that day, you know, who he is and that he takes the lowly things of this world, the despised things, the foolish things to confound the wise. So he showed me that day that if you hide in me, if you, um, uh, Paul says, I put on Christ, you know, uh, um, uh, another scripture says that um, Paul says, for I have died and I'm now risen, uh, I'm risen in Christ with God. I don't know if I said that scripture properly. But uh, what he was saying was that he's died and he, le- he is in God, in Christ. And um, 
And if you do that, if you totally lay everything down for God, He is able to take your nothingness, your lowliness, and turn it into something great, something beautiful, something amazing. And that is my encouragement today. If you feel that you are nothing, if you feel that you've got nothing to offer, if you feel that you've made so many mistakes in life and like, you know, what is the next step? Where do I go to? Run to him. Run to him. He's a refuge and he will turn things around for you. Amen. Amen. That was such a perfect topping to that. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, 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 interview. Yes. Honestly. Honestly, that was amazing to hear about the passion just becoming so tangible. And mm. that isn't, you know, confidence. A lot of people are told in these days, you know, you gotta believe in yourself. You mm. gotta believe in God. Yeah. yeah. Wow. My it was, goodness. it was amazing. Honestly, thank you for, for gracing us with such an inspirational, uh, um, interview where I know that people that are tuned in had to be touched or moved by even just the starting of your interview. So it was really awesome. You kind of just took us with you. We we lost count of our <laughs> questions. So thank you so much um, <clears throat> for that. Thank you so much for joining us this evening and for spending time with us. I know myself and Zoe, we truly appreciate. Yes. Yeah. It was honestly, like I said in the beginning, because I knew it would be a pleasure, but the pleasure really was all ours to have you here. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. We should have you again in the studio. Yeah. It would be fun. But I mean, it's it's the starting for me, guys. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't talk much. <laughs> I think I, when I start talking about the Lord, yeah. then I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it oozes from within outward. Yes. It's amazing. But as we close up this interview, let's head on into the did you know section of the show. But I, my goodness, that was that was an interview. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Yeah, I just wanted to get off. <laughs> so you guys are tuned in to 180 degrees on 7 to 9 a.m. And we are in the did you know section of the show. If you want to know what happens in this section of the show, I'm going to explain it to you. We talk about something you may not be very familiar with. And for this week's episode, for this week's did you know, we're going to be talking about giants in the Bible. Mm. Now, I feel like, you know, everyone thinks of Goliath and they're like, oh, wow, he was probably like an anomaly or something. But the Bible actually makes references to a race of giants. They are first referenced in Genesis 6 from verses 1 to 4, wherein we were discussing this earlier. You know, the mm. sons of man came down and married the woman of the earth because they thought they were beautiful. And when they came together and had these children, they created a race of giants that had superhuman powers and abilities. And you know, I think Goliath was the most famous Nephilim. He's the only one we have. A, yeah. Well, there are some others that we have a name for, but we don't remember them. Goliath is like the main Nephilim. And I just think it's very interesting because a lot of people like to say that, you know, these things are not real. But the Bible confirms so much. One thing I like about the Bible is just the fact that it can actually be a very reliable source of history. Mm. For years in his, in Israel, I believe, they used the Bible as a means to 
rebuild the nation when it was reborn in the 40s. So, yeah, that's I think I thought that was very interesting. If you're reading through your Bible and you're like, I've never seen giants anywhere, especially not in Genesis 6 verses 1. There was another term that they were referred to called Nephilim, which is directly translated as giants. Yeah, like for me, it's just like understanding how tall or how big they mm-hmm. are. You know, if you if you look at a basketball player yeah. in the U.S., like imagine even taller than that. Yes, like two of them on top of each other. Those guys are usually like six nine. Yeah, I'm five four, and a lot of people here, because admittedly, a lot South Africans are quite short. Like, yeah. don't blame me. But that's what the daughter says. <laughs> but like some people consider me tall. I think they're very short if they consider me tall. But I'm not even six foot tall. And imagine someone who's 10 feet tall. I believe Goliath was like nine or 10 feet tall. And he yeah. was one of the smaller ones. Some of them could be, I think, maybe even 20 feet tall. Yeah. So, I mean, it's seeing that, I mean, now we don't obviously see things like that. Yeah. And because interestingly enough, the flood came. And wash them away. Yeah, exactly. God, when he was looking down at the earth and he was like, I don't like what's happening, he sent the flood. And this happened directly after the Bible made reference to Nephilim. So I think that's why we don't see them anymore. Wow. But the funny thing is, is that, I mean, they're still tall people, but yeah. not as tall. Yeah. And so the question stands. Oh, no. <laughs> Are they somehow connected to the Nephilim race? Is there like some kind of connection? I feel like Noah's line, because apparently they're, you know, they were the only ones apparently that survived. I don't think they had Nephilim in them. But then again, I'm not, I don't know. They might. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So for me, it's just like giving birth to something that tall. Right? (laughs) It's, It's like, it's a weird it it would be weird. I it mean, if you weird. if you really think in detail, for me, I, I, that that is that is a, like. A, but then it's like when you see like Octomom when she was pregnant. I've never seen Octomom. <laughs> <laughs> the woman who had eight babies at one in one sitting, she was like, her Huge. stomach was as big as she was. Like that's crazy, right? Imagine I mean, eight at a time, right? Yep. My goodness, it's insane. But enough about us talking about giants. We're gonna because <laughs> I went in the wrong direction, guys. I could do this all day, but we still have to ask you guys a question that formed part of this week's mystery Bible quiz. One eighty degrees on I am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I am Radio. So it's ten minutes to eight, and we have one final segment for you guys: the mystery Bible quiz, where we're gonna ask you guys. A question. This question has already been posed on both of our Instagram pages, both um, I am Youth Radio for the I am Youth Movement, as well as K- as well as Cape Pulpit's Instagram page, seventy nine Cape Pulpit. You can go onto their stories and vote. But if you want to send us the old fashioned answer via WhatsApp, you can send it to zero eight one seven two nine one six five seven. Now the question for this week is: Whose donkey spoke to them in the wild? Yeah. I don't even know that one. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So there was a man. I'm going to give you guys a bit of like a backstory. He was leaving an area and he wanted to get his donkey to move. But God, or maybe it was just an angel, a messenger of God. But there was an angelic being from heaven that was blocking his way of moving forward. And the donkey refused to move. 
So he was like trying to get the donkey to move by like literally assaulting it. And the donkey just would not move. So eventually the donkey was like, hey, I am your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day. Have I not been in the habit of doing this to you? Doing this being not moving when you want me to. And that's a direct quote from Numbers, you guys. If you want a clue, you can check out Numbers 22, verses 29 to 30. You'll find the answer there. But as for now, we will be awaiting an answer. We have some other clues. It is either Balaam, Paul, who I actually thought it was for some reason, Joseph, or Shrek. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. We have four minutes left, but that's still more than enough time to give you guys the answer to this week's Bible quiz. We already got some answers on WhatsApp. The answers from Hendrik Bilem, spelled B-E-L-E-M, L-E-A-M. We Thank have you for Adele, that, Zoe. spelled Bilem, as well. We have a Rodine Gardenia, who actually said, please, May I have the answer to this question? You can, if you tuned in, but otherwise we want it from you. Then we have from an unsaved number, Mr. Fantastic. And he also says Balaam. So it's interesting to see what the audience on WhatsApp is saying, but let's check out um, our Instagram pages to check out the polls. And when we see from I am youth movement, 50% of the people who participated said Balaam. Interesting choice. 25% said Paul and 25% said Shrek. I mean, I agree with that. 25% Shrek. Shrek was talking to a donkey. You so, know, like, the people are not wrong. Next, when we check out the um, Radio Cape Pulpit Instagram page, which is at um, 729 Cape Pulpit, we see that they're a bit less varied. 67% of the audience said that it is Balaam. Mm-hmm. Or 33% said Shrek. Wow. But wow. Shrek is not left out, eh? I feel like, unfo- I don't remember seeing Shrek in the holy book. Yeah. But maybe I need to reread another translation. I don't know. I think so, Zoe. <laughs> but yeah, if we're going from a bu- biblical aspect, guys, <laughs> definitely not Shrek. But thank you for the input. Definitely love the support. So, Zoe, what is the answer? So, the answer is indeed option A, Balaam. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And if you don't believe me and think it might be Shrek, then I would suggest you go to Numbers 22, verses 29 to 30, and you'll see that I'm right. I'll check, Zoe. (laughs) Thank you to everyone who participated in our little game. We have two minutes left until 8 o'clock, but we would advise you guys to stick around if you are connected to electricity for the next youth show that plays on afterwards. It's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back again same time next week with a fantastic interview. But if you want to listen to this one again, because maybe your electricity was cut or for various other reasons, you can find it on our podcast at www.kpulpit.co.za. We'll be under the 180 degrees tab. Alternatively, you can see our lovely faces for the interview, which was exciting and one you would not want to miss. Definitely. Yes. So you should. Check, Check us out, out on our Facebook page, Radio K Poop at 79 a.m. But yeah, we have one minute left, and I guess it's just time to say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. It was awesome, and can't wait to do this again next Monday. Yay. Yay.